so I'll hold out our hands. I'm going to start slightly different today. I'm going to start by singing. Um, if you'd all like to join in, you might know the song, I Love You, Lord, and I Left My Voice. We're just going to lift our voice to God this morning. I love you, Lord, and I Shame. 
and given us the opportunity to live in freedom. Psalm 115, we don't deserve praise. The Lord alone deserves all of the praise because of his love and faithfulness. So God deserves our worship. Secondly, God requires our worship. And we read throughout scripture about people worshiping God day after day. The Psalms are full of songs, songs full of praises, questions, and requests to God. We read throughout scripture about fixing our eyes on God and singing to him. Job, who loses everything, chooses to worship. Paul and Silas in prison cry out to God in worship. David worships from a place of repentance. If we want power in God, let's worship with all our heart, all our soul and all our strength. God sits enthroned on the praises of his people. God sits enthroned on the praises of his people. And we've heard in the passage that we've just read, sing to the Lord all the earth, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations. It doesn't say please sing or try to sing or proclaim only to your friends or proclaim only when you're alone. It says sing and proclaim, declare uh, God's glory among the nations. God is commanding us to worship him. There is a command over all creation, even the birds in the sky, the animals, the trees, the rocks are to worship him. There's a command. Worship is not based on our likes or on our dislikes. It's not based on our personal preferences or priorities. It's a focus on him. We have the choice to lift our eyes to God. God requires us to lift our eyes because we have been made for so much more than this. When we lift our eyes to God, we in return change. We gain his perspective. And God requires us to be part of his bigger story. And as we worship and fix our eyes on him, we begin to come into the alignment of God's heart. It even says in verse 26, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. God is wanting the best for us and the best thing that we can do is to get caught up in praising him rather than singing, rather than the things around us. So number one, God deserves our worship. Number two, God requires our worship. Number three, God enables our worship. Thank goodness, right? <laughs> um, although worship is a choice, it can sometimes be feel difficult. And I experience this often. I'm just going to share a little bit about how I experienced that. I remember waking up to the news from the Manchester attack and feeling so sad and broken for the world. I'm sure you all did too. And on the Sunday I arrived at church and I didn't know what to say or what to sing. I remember leaving some space for God and crying out to God and saying, God, I'm just going to sing it. I am desperate for you, I'm longing for you, Jesus, Redeemer, come. Over and over and over again, I'm desperate for you, 
probably not because we've started uh, it's been quite a um, song for us here at Trinity um, and I just remember that coming coming out that day and I believe that that was God enabling me to worship he let me cry out to him he gave me hope and a song to sing and N.T. Wright um, says true worship is open to God adoring God, waiting for God, trusting God even in the dark. I'll say that again. True worship is open to God, adoring God, waiting on God, trusting God even in the dark. So, why do we worship? Because God deserves our worship, God requires our worship, and God enables our worship. How do we worship? Firstly, we have to listen to God's voice. In God's presence, we connect with him and begin to recognise and know his voice. Um, I used to do karate and I used to compete um, to, to quite a high level and I used to train quite a lot um, after school. And um, Anna still remembers me training when I was in London. And um, we were laughing last night because I told her this story and she was like, yeah, I remember that, I remember that well. I was in London training, um, training really hard um, for a competition that I had in Wigan. So I flew back from London to Glasgow, got on the coach with all my team, we went to Wigan. I turned up, I trained really, really hard. I was ready for the tournament. I got into the stadium and decided to go to the back of the stadium and mess around with my friends, put my headphones in, was just having such a laugh with my friends. And what I didn't realise was happening at the same time is the um, person that was announcing all the, the fights was saying, Joanne Arthur, would you please come to Matt too? Joanne Arthur, would you please come to Matt too? Your section is about to start. I was oblivious. I didn't know this was going on. And then um, basically I saw some girls going up to the podium and I was like, that's strange. I've, uh, I've competed against them before. <laughs> and, uh, Turns out I missed my whole tournament. So going back to London, uh, <laughs> I, uh, when, when everyone was asking me how I got on, I, I didn't really know how to, how to act. So I actually missed my call out and didn't get to compete. <laughs> I was distracted, I was focused on other things. I wasn't tur uh, tuned in to the leader's voice. And in John 10, 3 to 4, it says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought, uh, brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And just like the sheep know the shepherd's voice, we need to tune in to God's voice. Spend time ourselves in God, with God in worship. This may be in silence or it may be with music, but I encourage you to listen and learn God's voice. So how do we worship? We listen to God's voice. Louise also read Romans 12 verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. How do we worship? We have to worship honestly. Matt Redman, a well-known worship leader, says, in the end, worship can never be a performance, something you're pretending or putting on. 
It's got to be the overflow of your heart. Worship is about getting personal with God, drawing close to God. Getting a drama, two sets. So I grew up just outside Glasgow, you can probably tell by my strong accent. It has softened quite a bit. <laughs> um, my mom and dad both have deep relationships with God. But sadly when I was four my dad passed away. Um, and my mom raised my sister and I from then on. And I love this verse, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Because I've actually seen it lived out. We've had families and friends weep with us and also rejoice with us. I remember going to my neighbour's house for meals a few times a week and growing up um, I spent a lot of time with church families who I now get to call my own. The thing I remember most was being at church. Church really was home for my family. I knew that my family were loved and cared for by those around me. There's something powerful that happens when we gather, when we sing together, when we weep together, when we share together. And I know at Trinity that we're doing this really well. And I just want to encourage you to continue to do that. Look out for the lost, sit with them, worship with them, and throw a party for those who are celebrating and give God all the glory. And worship for me hasn't erased my grief and pain, and I still feel sad and angry daily. Angry at the state of the world and upset that everyone is facing daily battles. But worship for me has given me the chance to offer my pain to God. <coughs> and I know that God is present. He feels the weight and the pain of this world. He feels our pain and he sits with us in it. God is fighting our battles. We don't need to fight our own battles. God is fighting our battles. So how do we worship? We listen to his voice. And we give God all the glory. And we rejoice with those who rejoice. And we weep with those who weep. Amen. So, we've, we've covered uh, why do we worship? Because God deserves our praise, God requires our worship, and God enables our worship. How do we worship? We listen to God's voice, and we rejoice, and we weep. What happens when we worship? What happens when we worship is God changes the atmosphere. God changes darkness to light, hopelessness to hope. And as I said before, there's power in singing together. We are the body of Christ. Worship is a weapon. I don't have time to get into this, but know when you're worshipping, we are engaging in an act of warfare. We are stomping on the enemy. We're saying, Jesus, come and take your place, and Satan, get out of the way. So what happens when we worship? Worship changes the atmosphere. Worship changes our perspective. Worship, worship changes us from the inside out and worship takes our eyes off ourselves and fixes our eyes on Jesus. Worship changes everything. I lived in London.
London for three years before moving to Nottingham. And I worked for a company who ran music projects um, in primary schools and I also worked part-time in a church called St George's in Holborn. And before this I was part of the Worship Central Academy uh, with Anna at HTV. And I used to help on a Wednesday morning at a homeless shelter. I would arrive and I'd have breakfast uh, with those who attended and then we'd have a small worship service for those who wanted to come along. It was amazing. I loved leading the worship for it. And a lady who plays um, cello, I think her name's Jo, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, used to come along every so often with her cello. And she would sit with people and she wouldn't say anything. She would sit and play melodies over people with her cello. I'm sure she still does today. Men and women would begin to experience the presence of God. Sometimes tears, sometimes tongues, sometimes healings. What I learned then was that worship is more than just the songs that we sing and the noises that we make. Worship is about encountering the living God and being in his presence. When we worship, we begin to live out the victory that Christ has won. We are ushering in God's kingdom here on earth. And that's why we're seeing lives changed. That's why we receive hope. That's why we see beauty around us. So yesterday, just as a funny story, it actually went like that. I came here to practice my preach, pretending that all your beautiful faces were sitting in front of me. And about this point, I, I let on the music stand and fell. So I'm glad that it's going better than this. <laughs> God changes us when we worship him. And I have a real hunger to see wrong things made right. And this year God has filled me more than ever before in my life with his compassion. Myself and some friends worshipped together on a Monday night and on one particular night, particular night, I got into the middle of the circle and said, God, would you open up my eyes to see what you see? And would you open up my heart to feel what you feel? And since praying that, I've cried more than ever before. I found joy in the smaller things and my heart feels completely different. It's hard to describe and I was thinking, trying to think of the words, um, but I just wanna encourage you to pray that prayer. Would you open up our eyes, God? Would you open up our heart to feel what you feel? Because I'm sure you'll find more joy and I'm sure that you'll see God doing more things around you. We often sing, break my heart for what breaks yours, everything I am for your kingdom cause. It's a challenge to sing that in a brave cry, but, these, uh, but it's a bigger challenge to live it out. It's a challenge to sing it but it's a bigger challenge to live it out. And I'm at, I'm at the start of a huge journey, but I'm finding the more that I worship him, the more I'm becoming patient, <coughs> kind, loving and forgiving. As I said, I'm just at the start, but I am seeing a change the more I lift my eyes to him. 
Worship is changing me. In God's presence, we are changed. In God's presence, we experience fullness of joy. In God's presence, he speaks. In God's presence, we see heaven touching earth. Wouldn't you just love to see God's joy flood Trinity more? And more than that, I'd love to see the presence of God touch people's lives so that they experience the joy of the Lord. And when I say joy, I'm not talking about being happy for a few hours. Joy is so much bigger than that. Joy is so much deeper than happiness. It's wider than contentment and greater than fulfillment. God is a response. Uh, joy is a response of being loved. Joy is so much bigger, so much deeper, so much wider than contentment and greater than fulfillment. Joy is a response of being loved. I long for people to know that they are loved. I long for the wrong things to be made right. And I believe that when we worship him, we'll see more of this happen around us. So I close how I started. What would it look like to cry out to God in prayer? to weep before him, to dance freely in his presence, to sing from a place of brokenness, to follow what he is doing rather than singing a full set of songs and not giving much space for God to move. What would it look like for each of us to be honest and free in worship? What would it look like for you to be free today? Brilliant. Why don't we stand? Anna's going to come back up. This is the part where I just, I'm going to hand it over um, to God and I'll just wait on him. We'll see what he's going to do. I wonder, Anna's got him. I wonder if we can sing Hosanna. I mentioned, break my heart for what breaks yours, everything I am for your kingdom's cause. And I said, it's a challenge and a brave cry to sing these words, but it's a bigger challenge to live it out. I wonder if God wants to fill us with his compassion today. <laughs>